0: Welcome to another bite-sized VO radio show. This week, a slightly bigger bite. It's a bit of a man-sized bite this week. It is a man-sized bite. It's more of your uh, family-sized bite.
1: Yeah, and it's more of my ideas. You've been plagiarizing me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is actually an idea you threw in there about uh, social media. Yeah, you beat me uh, to the
1: punch, but it's a
0: good one, I reckon. Well, I tried to get a friend of mine who's a social media expert. Mm. Mm. Um, Unfortunately, she... uh, gets freaked out when a microphone gets placed in front of her. So that didn't work. A lot of people do. Funny that. And then I was thinking, because six months or whatever it was, we spoke with Dan Hurst, and I do remember he mentioned um, uh, the social media that he uses, and I I remember him talking about LinkedIn. So I thought, if we're going to do the social media one, uh, why not get hold of Dan? So Mm. I did, and uh, Mm. recorded uh, a conversation with him last week. But talking Mm -hmm. about social media, what do, you, what do you do to promote yourself?
1: Well, I'm going to do a bit of shameless promotion here because I also do another podcast called The Mojo Radio Show. And we spoke to a guy called Christopher J. Reed, and he's like a LinkedIn expert around the world. Uh-huh. And he inspired me to sort of lift my game with my LinkedIn account. And although I haven't actually seen any work come for directly from it, I have noticed a lot more connections coming in of related industries Um, so LinkedIn has sort of become my go-to. I was doing a lot of Facebook, but yeah, talking to Chris and listening to Chris made me realize that why am I on a social network when I really need to be on a business social network? So i sort of changed the way I approach it, but, um, yeah, I'm seeing some results. If I, if I snare anything, I'll let you know. (laughs) It does work. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: But I'd yeah. like to hear the interview you did on the Mojo show with that uh, with that guy.
1: Well, at the, at the end of the show, I'll blurt out the details and everyone can have a listen then. Yeah, yeah, cool. That'd be great. Yeah, in the meantime, you and Dan had a chat without me. I enjoyed our chats last time. You were busy <laughs> doing other things. I was busy up a ladder,
0: yeah. But I wasn't. I was busy in here with, uh, with Dan talking about social media. So first of all, Dan, I was going to ask you about social media. Social media seems to be the way of promoting uh, ourselves as voice actors. Um, how do you... Use social media?
2: You know, I've tried so many different things, and there are really only two main ones that I use anymore. I'm on Twitter. I, I haven't found Twitter to be particularly useful for my purposes. I, I'm on Facebook. I'm very active on Facebook. But Facebook I use primarily as I think it's intended to be, which is just a social media. Yeah. And I don't really use it to try to get work. I get work. But it's usually the kind of work that you want to get on social media, which is just a referral. So, and I've tried advertising on Facebook, and it just never works. It just, I mean, now, sure enough, somebody's going to say, "Well, it works for me." I think there are, you know, exceptions to the rule, but I think by and large, it doesn't. It really doesn't work for us. I mean, for for our industry, for our business. What I do on on Facebook is I spend a lot of time communicating with other voice talents that I know. And the surprising thing to me is how many jobs I get from referrals from other voice talent. Invariably, you know how that works. Somebody, you know, you have a client says, hey, I need another voice. Do you have any ideas? Can you make a recommendation? And, you know, you begin recommending the people that you know and trust and and you know that they're going to do a good job because you want to take care of your client. And it just, it works that way. Uh, one of my big clients is Garmin. And uh, once in a while, they will, no, not once in a while, pretty regularly, they'll call me and say, hey, uh, we need uh, an Italian voice or uh, a, a European Spanish voice or you know French or whatever. And uh, I have built these relationships with all these voice talents around the world. And I can say, hey, let me contact so-and-so and so-and-so, and we can see what we can set up. And uh, And I do it that way. Well, they get work that way. Garmin will pay me a basically a management fee, and uh, the, the voice talent charges whatever their rate is. I mean, it's, you know, it's, not a, it's, it's a very fair rate and a fair way of doing business. And people will call me also, and same thing. Yeah, I have a client that, that needs a Spanish voice or needs a, an American English voice. And so that Facebook has worked for me that way. The other one that works for me and works even better, I think, is LinkedIn. Uh, I use LinkedIn a lot, and I do use LinkedIn to uh, connect with clients or potential clients. I don't advertise my work. I mean, it's in my signature, and that's pretty much it. That's pretty much the extent of my advertising anymore on on LinkedIn. I just, Whenever I write somebody, on my signature at the bottom, it says who I am, what I do, and how to get a hold of me, and I just leave it at that. And in the process of connecting with these people, we carry on conversations, and we Sometimes we talk about business. Sometimes we talk about uh, the industry itself. Sometimes we talk about fishing or, you know, it could be just the fun things that we like to do. And But in the process of doing that, eventually as you build those relationships, some of that's going to come back to you. And it works the way it's supposed to work. Somebody remembers you. They know you. Uh, I'm amazed at how much work I get from people that don't even think about all of the possibilities for for a voiceover in their business. They think a voiceover is just somebody that does the uh, IVR or the you know the interactive voice response for their telephone. And so that's it. That's the extent of their knowledge of, of voiceover work. And then when they think about the fact that they could do corporate videos or they do corporate videos and they never even thought about the fact that they farm it out and have somebody else do it. But now all of a sudden they know somebody that does that and it's it opens up those doors also. So that's pretty much, I know that's a long answer, but that's pretty much the extent of of What I've been doing in social media in the process, though, I've learned what does work and what doesn't work and what doesn't work is to try to really sell myself. Yeah, because that becomes really irritating for the person who's the
0: receiver of your information.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah it really does. And, and they don't trust you. They don't you know, they they kind of get this idea that, oh, you're just doing this to, you know, to get more work. The truth of the matter is, I hope I get more work, but that's not why I'm doing it. I'm doing it to stay connected in the industry. It's a great way to figure out what the trends are in the industry yeah, and find fields that perhaps you never knew existed before for, for voice work, uh, industries that need uh, somebody for something that you didn't even think about before. I, I have a client. And what they do is um, they build these security systems for all these huge complexes. And uh, they've hired me to become their voice that basically says, uh, your attention, please. A fire has been detected on the fourth floor or, you know, that sort yeah. of thing. And the, my voice now is this company is using me. They didn't understand how the voice industry works, but I had built a relationship with them through LinkedIn. And they said, hey, you know, uh, we need to do something. And we've been using an automated voice, and now we want to use a, a real voice. And so that was a field that I had never never been in, and now I'm in almost every naval station and Air Force base in America uh, as as that voice. So it's it's interesting because it does open up doors that you wouldn't expect to open up. Yeah, yeah. That actually
0: reminds me of a sketch on a TV show called Toast of London. I don't know whether you've seen it, but it's about an actor who does a lot of voiceover work. And uh, he gets a a job to be the voice of the naval submarine. (laughs) (laughs) And he has to, his prompt is, fire the nuclear weapon. and
2: uh, (laughs) That's what you want to be known for. Yeah,
0: it's the funniest sketch. It's very, very funny indeed. But I also recently did actually um, start getting some traction out of LinkedIn. And it was funny because that's why I called you, because I remember you saying this a few months ago that you use LinkedIn. And uh, and then I got a job through LinkedIn and thought,
2: oh, see, Dan was right. I made all that stuff up. You know? <laughs> well, it worked for me. Well, you know, I think one of the things that's happening in our industry is that, and, and, and this is kind of an unexpected turn, you know, the pay-to-play sites... And uh, for those who might be listening, I'm I'm referring to uh, sites where a voice talent will pay a fee to be on that site, listed on that site, and potential clients will sometimes post a job, or they'll just contact the voice talent directly from their listing. There are some organizations who have their pay-to-play sites that are really pretty dishonest in the way they do them, and they really take advantage of a lot of people. But there are some that are great. There are some that really do good. You, you work with one that's, yeah. that does a, a good job. You have a kind of a unique twist in that you connect through agents. Yeah. And, and that keeps it on, on the level and keeps it on the up and up. But one of the things that I think has happened is a lot of these clients uh, have gotten so tired of going to some of the pay to play sites and posting a job and getting, you know, hundreds of people sending in their demos or their, their auditions. And they're just having, they're getting tired of wading through all of that. And they're just finally saying, talking to the voice talents that they know and say, do you know somebody? Yeah. Or they've met somebody already on LinkedIn or perhaps through Facebook. And uh, they'll approach it from that standpoint. I, I uh, have a group that I run on Facebook. It's a, a Facebook group called Bilingual Voice Talents. That is, It's just a group that we put together of bilingual voice talents to just kind of f- looking for the camaraderie. What has happened is that now we get requests from people all the time, and I post it on that site and let people just respond to it accordingly. Yeah. Well, it's just a, a way of keeping them in touch with the business and the industry. But interestingly, clients are are also looking for ways to find good voice talent. And if you know that, and if you know that a lot of clients will use some of these sites, like LinkedIn in particular, to find People that they can trust. I mean, if they're looking for people that they can employ, uh, they just naturally gravitate toward, hey, how do I find somebody that can do this voice? We have this little special video that we're going to do, and they'll find somebody on on LinkedIn because we're all over that place. I mean, there's got to be thousands of us on there by now.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it does work. And uh, and thanks for the plug for real-time casting as well, but... um, the, the LinkedIn thing it was actually interesting because last week I got uh, a call from someone contacted via LinkedIn and all the person did was they needed a voiceover, had no idea where to go, typed in voiceover on LinkedIn. I just happened to be connected to someone they were connected to and popped up and that was it.
2: Booked the job. It you know? works. Yeah. And that's the way it's supposed to work. You don't need to be on there just browbeating everybody and telling them, hey, you ought to hire me. Give me a chance. No, no. It's interesting. Well, there you go. I think we've uh,
0: answered a few questions and uh, opened a few doors for people to use social media properly. I hope so. Thanks, Dan. Have yourself a mighty fine cocktail.
2: It's a pleasure to talk to you again, my friend. And you too. I'm sure plenty of Americans say that about
1: us, but I've got to say it about Dan. you just got to love that accent, don't you? (laughs) Oh, he's going to love hearing you say that. Yeah, I know. So many Americans love to hear the Aussie twang, but I've got to say there's something about certain American accents that I really enjoy, and and his is one of my faves.
0: Next week, uh, we're talking about a microphone that um, seems to be getting a lot of talk in forums and stuff. People are talking about this microphone. It's from a company called Warm Audio. I've got one of their compressors, the um, their 1176, the WA76, uh, which is like a revision D uh, 1176. And in fact, I'm using it right now. Sounds pretty good. I like good.
1: it so much, I'm using it now.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Uh, and they do preamps, they've got the Poltec EQs, and they've just ventured into microphones and they've done a version of a U87, mm. but they've done it, a version of a, a vintage U87. Okay. But the the reason I was interested in this because you know the industry standard for microphones, the two mics that are everywhere, yeah. are the Sennheiser four one six and uh, and the U eighty seven. Yeah, Neumann. But the thing about the U eighty seven is they're incredibly expensive now. Well, they're
1: prohibitively expensive for little studios like me. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and by everything I'm reading, it's so close to the original that it could be the perfect answer for the um, home studio voiceover. Person. Well, there
1: you go. I'll be interested to have a listen. Another interview you're doing without me. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Rob. <laughs> hey, just before we go, that episode yep. we were talking about—if anyone's interested—just um, find the the Mojo Radio Show on iTunes, and it's episode one one seven. Uh, and the guy's name is Christopher J. Reed, and it's probably not the sort of show that everyone's—you're going to want to listen to every, every episode. But specifically, if you want to talk about social media and how to use LinkedIn to. Get your business rocking and rolling, it's certainly one worth listening to. So, yeah, episode 117 The Mojo Radio Show. Terrific. We'll check mm, it out. Yes. Thanks for the free plug. <laughs> My pleasure. And, uh, and we'll chat next week, eh? Hey? Indeed. Next week, Antonio from Warm Audio and the WA87. Look forward to it.
2: The VO Radio Show is produced in the
1: studios of Voodoo Sound. To
2: polish your next audio production, check us out at voodoo-sound.com.
1: Find professional voices simply all in one place.
2: Realtimecasting.com, including me.